Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast with tips to make your life easier, covering pop culture, parenting, travel, minimalism, and more. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm Jeff. And I'm Amy. And this podcast, we're going to be talking about the secrets of reality programming. Right. We talked about reality TV on another episode and this is Drop the Guilt of Reality TV Part 2. Yeah. So if you're feeling like, you know, whoa, should I be watching this episode of Cops or this 67th episode of Cops? Don't worry. Just go for it. Yeah, we got you covered. We Drop got you covered. The guilt. We got you covered because, you know what? I will. I will like. I will openly confess that I was not a fan of reality programming. Period. Until well, well, that's that's not entirely true because I did watch Survivor and I thought this is really interesting, but uh, reality programming in general, I, I just was not on board with. But I have since kind of looked at it as a sociological experiment that I watch. I'm God. Well, and I think I, I think a lot of people are closet watchers of reality TV. They're just a lot of people are embarrassed to admit it. Right. But after after we did the first episode, I know we talked to a few people, and I think some people kind of came out of the shadows and said, "Yes, I too watch reality TV, and I like it." I think I think and that's one a of good the, thing. I think one of the things that we should like you know, really hammer down at the beginning of this podcast is what what truly is the draw of reality programming? Why do people like it? You know, why? I don't know. It's, it may, well, maybe it's a voyeurism. Yeah. You let people like to see other people suffer and do really well, you know? Sometimes in the same program, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the great thing. They can cover it all. <laughs> Throw in a few drinks and they throw in a little extra drama. There's so many different forms of reality programming that you're bound to find one that really kind of, you know, fits with your personality or what you really enjoy watching. And whether, you know, you are a reality TV watcher or not, we're hoping you're going to find this episode interesting because we're going to talk about some maybe little known secrets. Maybe there's some things you know already, but I did some research and I found some interesting facts. You? around Research? I know, around reality wow. TV. That's incredible. So did you know that Candid Camera, which came out in 1940s, 1948, 1948. was was considered... Alan Funt was the name of the guy. Sorry, go ahead. He was the name of the guy. What was the last name? Alan Funt. Funt? Yeah, I think that was his name. Maybe maybe I have it incorrect, but uh, I will do some research myself. Follow you next Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it was widely considered as one of the first reality... TV shows, Candid Camera, but it wasn't until Cops came out that I think more of what we know consider reality TV today was, you know, it was more of the true reality TV. So right, right, right. As a, as camcorders sort of started to come out, and it was easier to film and make, you know, footage yeah. of real life situations, they developed the film style of. Cinema Verite, which is yeah. like truthful cinema. So the modern day uh, candid camera would be just for laughs or impractical jokers, yes. right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? How that whole concept has never, like once it was created, it never went away. Did you throw out those examples because you thought maybe other people would know what candid camera was because we're so old? Oh, yeah. I, th- we are kind of old. We sometimes. are kind of old, but that's okay. I mean, you can you can look up Candid Camera episodes Kids, candid on YouTube. Camera is, yeah. Kids, you know what YouTube is, right? <laughs> Just go on YouTube and type in Candid Camera and you'll watch something in black and white from the 40s. It's yeah. amazing. There was no color then. People no one, didn't even know they were being filmed. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> back to cops. Yeah. So what it actually was brought about. I don't know if you remember. I remember this as a kid when the writer's strike came on. Oh, yeah. So in 1988, there was uh, the Writers Guild of America went on strike and it put a halt to a lot of what we knew are, you know, sitcoms and regular, right, or regular right. television shows. So Fox Network uh, developed cops, you know, as a way to sort of fill the gap during that strike. Is and, that why they cops started wow. in, uh, in the following I year in 89? That. That's interesting because I, I would, I would uh, say that cops has amongst one of the, like, you know, in number of programs, they must be really up there. You yeah, know, they're for, actually uh, the longest running wow. for reality TV. More than Survivor, even. Yeah. I wonder how far past cops came, like when Survivor came onto the scene, you know? Well, now you're just quizzing me. Oh, I know. You I, don't... Got, I got a cool little musical fact around cops, though. So cops oh, has a yes. theme song, and uh, the theme I... song was, it was written by... I know who. I know who it is. Oh. I know who it okay. is. Okay, who, who is it? Inner Circle. Yes. Yes. Which apparently reggae veterans. They are. Is how they were Roots categorized. Reggae. So that song was originally released in 87, but it didn't get a lot of airplay. And so it was Cops that really made it a hit. So after Cops came out and used it as a theme song, they re-released Bad Boys as a single and it became a top 10 hit. Oh, wasn't that interesting? And uh, well, who like, uh, I forget who it is that did uh, the song for Friends. And they, I'm sure they became quite popular after that as well. And same with, um, oh, what's that? The 70s show. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to say, what's that 70s show called again? And it's called <laughs> The 70s Show. I never watched it, but, you know. Oh, it was a great show. But I that was, uh, that's a great, that's a great theme song um, by uh, Big Star. Oh, like, okay. I don't know if it was them that actually did it, but it's their tune. You know Star. something else about that 70s show? What's that? It was on a reality TV show. No, it's true. It wasn't. <laughs> So back to some secrets of reality TV show. Back to actual reality TV show. (laughs) I want to give a quick shout out to Jay and Don. Yes, Jay and Don in Nova Scotia. Yes, who are, we we share a a mutual love for Bachelor in Paradise. One particular, uh, (laughs) yeah, reality show. So anybody who's watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette probably also appreciates Bachelor in Paradise, which all the people who don't really make the cut on the first two shows it's but like the are, rejects from The Bachelor. They right? send them down to some place in Mexico and put them all together and, and just let yeah. the drama unfold. So I remember one episode where a teddy bear was thrown into the ocean. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. just cracked me Jordan, up. Jordan with the golden shorts. That is the peak of drama when it comes <laughs> to uh, reality programming. Jordan so. was originally on uh, Becca's Bachelorette season. Oh. So Becca was the Bachelorette in a season and I listened to her on a podcast and she gave away some of the secrets of being on a reality TV show because she uh, obviously she went through the whole bachelorette experience. She said that, well, she said the filming was just brutal. Yeah. They are oh, filming like, you know, from the early morning hours till, you know, they have to get every shot perfectly. Oh, right? they do. And they, they often will refilm things. They, uh, you know those pensive moments when they're looking out into the ocean, like through a window. <laughs> like th- that's like that's that's completely like, like you know staged for hours. Probably they're setting up cameras oh, and everything. Oh yeah, definitely. She said they take away their phones because they don't want them to be you know kind of given any spoilers out or or having any communication you know over yeah. communication with. Uh, Which makes sense because you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want them to. Yeah, they can't be on social media. Well, that's right because I mean there's certain. 
bloggers uh, reality steve is one of them that he'll his he sort of he makes, steve, a, the reality he makes it a quest to sort of find shots of them filming and they'll uh you know they try to almost release spoilers for particularly i think on the on the bachelor bachelorette shows but uh another thing that becca mentioned in the podcast was that they have had to set drink limits so they have like a two drink limit on but why are they always wasted then well some of the bravo shows it's interesting i think that's specifically more for the whole bachelor bachelorette uh and bachelor but their housewives get to get wrecked yes yeah so the reason i think there was an incident on bachelor in paradise some like sexual misconduct you know, accusations or something like that that brought about the drink limit for them. Now, Bravo, a lot of the stars of the Bravo shows have said that they are encouraged to drink because the producers know it brings out better, well, yeah. better footage, right? I mean, they let their guard down and they. Which know. I have a little bit of a a little bit of a problem with, to be honest, because it's uh, have a drink, honey, <laughs> have a drink of your Aperol. <laughs> no, but I have, I, you know, like, what is that really, uh, you know, promoting? It's promoting drinking and you know, drama. And it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I know it makes for great television. Yeah, they all know what they're signing up for. I know, for, but like. And they're rich because of it. I mean, they nobody's forcing people to be on reality TV shows. But the thing is though, well, is I they, but the thing is, is they, to be on it, they go over the line though. So where's the line? Okay. So we, okay. You, you, you people are on this show, on this reality show for our entertainment. Where does entertainment become really like alcoholism because that it really does go there because we're watching this one show where one of the characters is like you know in rehab all the time and stuff like you know well, i'm yeah. sure they're always all in rehab you're referring to luann on beverly i am on, uh, real that's, housewives of new york that's her name that's yes, right who is also arrested in palm yeah. beach for assaulting an officer she was just recently uh you know charged with a breach for her probation as well Oh. Came up in my Google. Google alerts. <laughs> Google alerts. Keeping you up to date on the housewives. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting term that I read about in the research. So often when we see, and I've noticed this, they'll they'll show sort of a little uh, clip or preview of an upcoming episode, and you think something's going to uh, play yes. out a certain way. And then when you watch the actual episode, you realize that they, they misled you with how it That's was edited. Right. And they do that really frequently. I guess sometimes they'll even change Make story arcs well, about it. They'll change almost a sentence to, by piecing together different words and they have a term for it. They call it Frankenbiting. Frankenbiting. And you know what? I, I don't think that that's exclusive to uh, reality programming. I think that they do that with, uh, you know, just regular sitcoms when they're trying to, you know, do but a, don't like they a just pre- write their lines for them though? They do write their lines for them, but like they can, they can Frankenbite the lines to make it seem like something else happened on the program is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you're definitely, like, yeah. if it's a fictional one, yeah. yeah, you're right. Sometimes they'll, and it's strange. I wonder what, you know, well, again, it's just to draw you in to watch, make well, you watch yeah. it, but they'll... We're suckers, man. We'll take it hook, line, and sinker. I know. Well, truly. Because I, you know, you get to the point where you're like, okay, they're, they're like screwing with us. This isn't going to actually happen or it's going to happen in a different way. We know, but like, you know, I don't know, maybe some pe- other people don't. Not that we're like inferior in intelligence or anything, but you know, it's like, I don't know. I have mis- misgivings about reality programming and I always have. And I think I always will, to be honest. Uh, I feel like, again, I, I, we 
we can only speak for ourselves, but it, I mean, we, we're well aware that they do all of this. We know that they mm. try to create the yeah. drama. I don't really care. No. I mean, I watch fiction knowing it's fiction. Why can't I watch reality TV knowing that there's an element of fiction and still enjoy it? Yeah, there's, it, it, there's definitely that element, but I have a problem when it goes beyond entertainment and, uh, you know, just kind of skirts that, uh, you know, that that border of, of like just ridicule and just horribleness, you know, like this, uh, for example, uh, I never watched the show, but Jersey shore, like, you know, like they just, everything's in excess on that show. So I hear Abercrombie and Fitch What's, actually paid for them not to wear their apparel on that show. <laughs> I love so that it. That was something I came across. It was what? Yeah. Why can't I get that? Because there's all kinds of stuff I don't wear. Why they don't... paid MTV to say, make sure that nobody on Jersey Shore wears our clothes. We don't want to be associated with your show. Oh, I love it's it. kind of like a reverse sponsorship. I love it though. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it I makes guess sense. They have a certain image, and they didn't feel that Jersey Shore no. met their image. It's trashy. It's tra- <laughs> and Let's be honest, and that's. Honestly, that's a large reason why we watch reality programming is to be like a witness to the trash. Let's be honest. Well, and also maybe to be a witness to lifestyles that we aren't normally privy to or engaged in. So Real Housewives, obviously, there's a lot of wealth there. So that's that part is fascinating to me. I just to see people live that lifestyle. For one thing, though, like a large percentage of these women on the program aren't even housewives. That's true. Well, it came from the show Desperate Housewives. I know, but... So there was that fictional show, and so, then this whole Real house, Housewives franchise evolved, and, you know, it started, I think, the OC, like Orange County might have been the original. Um, yeah. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong on that. Well, <laughs> Let me know I mean, on social media if I'm wrong on the original Real Housewives, but then they came out with franchises for all the different cities, and you're right. The fact that a lot of them really aren't housewives, and there's... I've talked about Bethany Frankel before. She's very much, you know, built her career. Yeah, her career through from, through that she's whole one franchise. Of, I shouldn't say she's one of the first, but she was one of the ones that I know that you've you really appreciated uh, how she went from rags to riches because she really truly did. Like, yeah. you know, she built an entire. Well, I don't think she. Yeah, she's a multi million dollar like entrepreneur now. Oh, abs- Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, and I don't know if she was ever really really rags but she you know well, she, she, was she came the, from a little bit of wealth but she she was at the supermarket peddling her yeah you're right she, they did, I, on early episodes of the housewives in new york she was at costco doing samples and yeah. then she's you know that i i kind of appreciate seeing that now. but but would you agree though too that most reality programming is set up for a vehicle or sorry, as a vehicle for some of the characters on the show to further their career. Oh, yeah. And they go out of their way to do that on the show, which makes it sort of so transparent and so like plasticky to me. You well, know, it's just kind of. I appreciate kind of, it though when it's a genuine uh, career path or or product or yeah. like, for instance, if but it's. You get, but you like, get. I'm well, sorry, with, go ahead. Well, with Bethany, you know, she. She had, she was already like a natural food chef. She did a, a, a liquor, uh, she did the whole skinny girl line. She did the skinny margaritas. She really built a genuine, legitimate business. She but there did. are so many people who are 
use their platform as yeah. influencers. Yeah. And then they're just really, you know, they, they're just really trying to attract followers on Instagram so that they can get sponsorships that way. And they're not, they're not legitimate businesses. They're just sort of using their, yeah their visibility to promote other products. So I have less respect for that piece of it. But then you have all, you, then, then you have these we get characters. get the toaster ovens. <laughs> then you have these characters though on these reality programming that are already, they're already clearly close to billionaires and they have like a swimsuit line and that and this is their legacy it's like such a bunch of crap yeah, i know you're referring to dorit on real housewives of is Beverly that her name yeah well <laughs> her then but you know what why not i mean i if i why, why wouldn't you do that right why wouldn't you maximize well, you got, some of them are on on these shows for a very short period of time they don't have the some some of them have a lot of longevity the rich the rich are always finding creative and uh, really not I, so creative ways to spend we, their it's money it's up to us whether or not we want to buy what they're selling it's up to us whether or not we want to watch the show that's right so i don't really have an issue with it i mean and even the influencers again i I have, I guess, a little less respect for influencers versus legitimate businesses that come out of these. But games, we're all, you know, everybody's in it to I make know. a dime, and we know what it is. I mean, and then, and then, like, let's, you know, we know that there's many different kinds of reality programming because we watch the show called Below Deck, and Below Deck is just these, you know, uh, usually single people going on this, like. Yeah, they're the staff this of uh, mega yachts. Mega yachts. So there's there's a regular blow deck that is set down like in the Caribbean, and actually the most recent one was down in. Uh, but those are the kinds of shows. And then they have blow deck Mediterranean. Yeah, those are the kind of shows that I like to watch because you kind of go on the journey with them. You know, you. Well, like, I learned a lot about boating. Yeah, you learn a lot about boating. <laughs> or yachting. And you learn, and, and you learn, and you learn, like you know, and and also with that one uh, alone, you get to see like what well, what would what would you know, what do other people do when they're, you know, trying to survive in the woods? What, right. What so would Alone you do? is on the History Channel where they drop people off in the wilderness to survive on their own. And whoever does it the longest gets like a million dollars or $500,000 or whatever it is. And, you know, it's it's a really interesting show because they have to film all of their... There's no camera crew with them. It's just they, they have to film what it is that's happening. And it's... I find it fascinating myself. And same with... Uh, 60 days in like you are you are with the characters on the show immersed in like the prison system yeah so let's talk the about jail it. system i mentioned about the appeal of watching some of the housewife franchises because they're living a sort of a lavish lifestyle that we yeah. would normally see a 60 days in again is a it's a lifestyle i guess that we wouldn't normally see so maybe t- what what's the i guess i like to watch why don't you say the premise of what 60 days in well it's just people or people like who uh want to know about the and change more so than know like they want to change the uh, c- certain aspects of the jail system right so they're in the so they Clark in. County jail in Jefferson Indiana right right and they're they go in for 60 so days they can be anybody who has had a family member that's been in jail and they want to know what they went through but they go so in like, as undercover they right? go they're undercover not staff, and they they're don't not know inmates or anything they're just that's right you don't like this one and it's interesting how we both like different reality programming really um anyways so like you know there could be like a social worker who's like been working with people who've been in jail forever 
you know, and just want to know what it's like for them. And, you know, just multiplicity of different reasons. And they usually have a certain thing that they work on while they're there, like how are drugs getting into the jail and whatnot. And I just find it really fascinating how they go about it because there's no, there's not one single person that has gone into jail for like the 60 days and not in one way or another become an inmate, like a full on inmate. Like they do things that inmates do because they have to blend in, right? But they have to have they have their own mission as well. So it's it's really fascinating to me how they how they skirt that balance, you know. Anyway, no, oh, it's interesting. It's their real life research, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it, I I don't know. I like and and then the same with uh, alone. Or is it alone? On the History Channel. Yeah, on yeah. the History Channel. That's a great show too. Like. I feel it hasn't been on in a while, but yeah, I think yeah, they did three. a lot of great uh, seasons. They did one down in Patagonia, but they did a few at uh, in Canada and Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island, that's on right. On Vancouver Island. On on it, not in it. You don't go in it. Definitely it's not a on tunnel. Vancouver Island. Not a tunnel, people. More secrets of reality TV. One is that they often redo things. This one actually did when I was doing research of secrets of reality TV. That didn't come as a surprise. But <clears throat> shows like uh, The Biggest Loser when they're doing weigh-ins, they often have to reshoot it multiple times just to get all the different camera angles so that they can string it together later on. That must be really like daunting for the participant if they've gained weight. They have to just keep doing it. <laughs> know, you've, you've, oh, you've still gained weight. Oh, you're, do, you're gaining weight again. Oh, uh, one it's more horrific. time. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> anyway um i mentioned spoilers in you know them taking phones away in some shows but there are shows that have actual fines so it's rumored that top chef has a one million dollar fine for contestants who give out spoilers through social media or otherwise is actually giving out the fact that it's a one million dollar fine a spoiler it might be like i bet you they could be fined a million dollars for giving out that spoiler that's it. Yeah. I'm not surprised, though. They People, you know, like these huge corporations usually are doing these shows and they want to keep their secrets, you know, oh, like yeah. especially Survivor. Can you imagine if someone just like blurted out who won Survivor? Well, like, people like, would just a stop watching before? it. And it's to the competitors. Like, it's in their best interest to keep it a secret. The same way you know, Game of Thrones recently wrapped up. And I... I'm sure the actors were all on board to keep the outcome a secret. They, well, if not, they, they're, they're, they're really, seriously, their careers would be ruined if they gave out spoilers to that. Well, and it also just, they realize less people are going to watch, and then that hurts them as, you know, yeah. being part of production sense. as well. It makes sense all, all across the board, for sure. So, as I was reading about <clears throat> reality TV, I came across, you've heard of The X Factor. Apparently, there's a show called The Sex Factor. Oh. Where they try to find the newest adult film star. Well, that isn't that interesting. Yeah. Is that hosted by Hustler or? <laughs> well, it doesn't air. I, apparently, it's on a an adult website. It's not on traditional media mm-hmm. for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But uh, if a participant has already performed on camera, it disqualifies them. But it <laughs> because then they're no longer amateurs. Right, they're professionals. Yes. Right. But they have to get STD testing. And that's actually true for a lot of the different dating-based well, sites. Makes sense. That makes sense. Da- dating-based, uh, not sites, um, reality shows. Yeah. So whether it's like, I think it's called what, Love Island or Paradise Island or yeah. even the Bachelor shows, they have to go through STD testing yeah. because they know that contestants may potentially be hooking up. Well, I don't think there's anything in their contract that says they can't, right? You know? They, they can't hook up? Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. No, well, I mean, I mean, they. I know I watched at least one season of The Bachelorette where she hooked up before the fantasy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you do there? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> you can't stop love. You can't stop it. That's and the goal of the show. It's going to happen. So they also screen candidates for those types of shows. And the general cutoff is if somebody has been dating somebody for... Uh, two months or more they're considered taken and so they would not be eligible to be a, a single person i'm doing my air quotes here single person on one of those shows so so you mean previous to being on the show if they dated somebody yeah. two months before they're being in a relationship the for two months or more they're not eligible to be on those types of shows they're considered even if that taken. even if that relationship has ended and then they're on to the show well no i think they it's sort of an ongoing, but they're just casually oh, dating somebody, oh, but it's see. been two months or more that gotcha. they're not eligible. Yeah, well, that's interesting. That makes sense, though, really. I mean, you don't want to have... Uh, we've seen many programs, programs where they have, like, always lamented for a previous relationship when they were on the show, right? So they probably want to avoid that to a degree. You were talking earlier about research and how 60 Days In is used for research. I read an interesting thing where linguists use Big Brother to see how... Linguists? Really? Linguists. So yeah. uh, they w- doing research around language and how it evolves when people are sort of segregated from the population. I've actually looked at seasons of Big Brother and, wow. done, and done studies on it just to see well, how it... it's a sociological experiment. There is absolutely no question that that is what's going on. Like as, as a viewer, that's why I really like watching a lot of these shows because you are a participant you know, a sociological experiment because the study of people in group is sociology, right? So it's like, if you wanted to, yeah, anyway, I find it, that that aspect of reality programming, I find fascinating. Well, and Big Brother is unique too because everybody's so cut off from the outside world. Yeah. And they generally don't even inform them of major news events. But there was the, there was the, the first exception to that rule was actually during 9-11. So when September 11th oh, okay. happened, um, what show it was, was it? Was one of the first times they broke the rule with Big Brother and and oh. let the contestants know about the event taking place because they probably realized that they would likely be affected somehow that they may know somebody involved in that terrorist event. So wow. that was one of the the first times that they sort of broke the rule and. I wonder if event. they have done it since. Gave them they news of have. the outside world. I don't know the answer to that. Well, you'll have to do some research, and we'll have to do it in part three. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the podcast this evening, everybody. A lot of people are in uh, lockdown on these shows, too. Um, so Big Brother, they're segregated, but even shows like Survivor, once they're voted off the island, they'll put the contestants in hotels and, and sort of keep them there. Yep. And it's almost like that's, being in prison, some of the contestants have said, because they won't let them back out into the outside world to make that's sure the that same nobody as 60 knows days in. That's the same as 60 days in. They put them in a hotel. If they like, if they compromise, you know, which has happened, they went, if they compromise everything and they have to be taken out, they're put in a hotel until the show is, until it's over, until everybody's out. Which is interesting, eh? Yeah. A lot of these shows won't allow people to sing or even quote movies because they don't want to pay royalties. royalties. That makes sense, too. Right. So they'll cut out footage if people start to break out into song. Hence why you see like a lot of blurred t-shirts as well or paintings on the wall. That happens a lot in reality programming because they just don't have the licensing to show it, right? If there's like a starry night you know, painting on the wall, well, it's completely blurred. Yeah, because, you're right. And yeah. some of the, I find the lower 
cost production seem to have more things blurred out because yeah. they can't pay for them. Uh, so a few more quick ones. Phil from Duck Dynasty said that he noticed they actually add extra beeps into the uh, footage. So when you're watching Duck, Don- Duck Dynasty, um, they they add beeps to make it sound like their family was cursing. <laughs> so, but he said, I, he goes, I know during that, when we said that, had that conversation, we actually weren't cursing as much as they made it. Oh, the old curse The, the beep. old bleeping out. That is hilarious. Um, product placement. We know about product placement in a lot of shows, but some shows or cities actually pay money just to have shows filmed there. So New Orleans paid 375000 just wow. to have Top Chef film there because they knew it would be so good for tourism and that's a perfect that's a perfect uh you know business model for a a show like amazing race because they go all over the world and people want them to go there to do the show so they will probably give them money and like free accommodations and free flights and everything to go there so it makes sense (laughs) one last thing as we're sort of wrapping up I came across this show, this concept of a show, which they started filming and they had to cut for obvious reasons. It was called Who's Your Daddy? It's the concept of Bachelorette, where they sort of line up eligible bachelors for a woman. But among them is one of one of the people is the woman's estranged father. Oh, my God. No wonder they canceled that one. Although we would have watched it. I know. I know. Part of me. Yeah, I would have watched it for sure. So the moral of this whole podcast is drop the guilt. Drop the guilt. It's so much fun. It's Find fun out to who talk your daddy about. is. We mentioned a lot of different shows uh, there. You know, check them out. It would, would, waste five minutes. See if you like it. And uh, if you don't move on. But yeah, I, we never really covered this. But a lot of reality programming is extremely just for an escape like an escape from uh you know whatever it is that that you know dogs you that week it's entertainment we all have different sources of entertainment so if reality tv is one of your sources enjoy yeah enjoy thanks for listening thanks for listening everybody and tune in for the next podcast of info quench bye-bye bye-bye Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit InfoQuench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time. time.